Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. Okay, so I have... Okay, I'm going to read these. And I'm going to go into it telling you to don't try and understand because you won't be able to. Okay. Just maybe think of other possibilities on what could be going on. Okay. So these are clueless, confused, and chaotic customers. Okay. Really, like, what the what the fuck? So I was working nights at a Motel 6 in college, and this guy walked in, fall down drunk. He left his key card at the bar and wanted me to let him into his room. I checked the registration. His name isn't on the room. I told him no. He said he knows the hotel's owner and he'll have me fired. It's a corporate-owned chain. I still said no. He screamed, let me into my fucking room. Still no. We argued for a few minutes, but I didn't budge, so he wandered off. He came back half hour later and slammed a card down on the counter. And he yelled, here's my fucking card. Let me into my fucking room, you fucking asshole. I slowly slid the card back to him. This card is for a Super 8 hotel, which is two blocks south of here. (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) Next one, I would like to complain about your cat food selection. A direct quote, miss, this is the pharmacy. (laughs) I had someone call asking for kayak rentals and the best places to kayak despite me saying several times we were a restaurant. I ended up being told I was ruining their vacation. I'm an audiologist, audiologist, I don't know. A dude contacted our practice asking what the procedure is to reschedule his court date. Turns out he had a hearing. Sir, that's not the type of hearing we do. That's funny. I take it he's a uh, ear doctor or something? Something to do with hearing? It's a... yeah yeah (laughs) word i can't pronounce basically okay this one oh my god i worked at medieval times for a summer they do knighting ceremonies where the fake queen actor comes out before the show and performs a formal knighting service for an outrageous price of course this one guy came in very upset and asked to speak to the queen because the fake certificate with cartoon horses on it signed by the queen herself obviously mass printed and fake did not actually grant him any royalty and he was being denied entry to something because his status wasn't royalty like this man thought he was actually being knighted by a royal person or some shit i literally had to explain sir this is a fake show where all the knights and queens are just actors and actresses he said you really should put that in the notes. Some people think this is real. Uh, nobody, only you. Nobody thinks it's real. What? Wow. Honey. Good job. Wow. I worked nights at an emergency animal hospital a few years ago. One unnaturally quiet night, a sweet-looking older lady walked in and took a seat in our lobby without checking in with me at the front desk. After about five minutes, I walked around and asked if she needed anything, to which she cheerfully told me that her girlfriend 
had been bitten by a dog and she was just waiting to meet her at the hospital. I didn't say anything for a moment and watched her eyes slide over to the sign above the desk, which proudly proclaimed us as a 24-hour emergency veterinary hospital. Oh, I offered to get her some directions to the nearest human ER, but she declined and headed out. Still the nicest client I saw that night, though. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> I wonder how stupid she felt. Uh, probably pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, A woman asked me where something was in a store. I stood there awkwardly being a 13-year-old trying to sell Girl Scout cookies. Mm. I got into an argument with her about whether or not I worked there, and she brought out the manager who who took one look at me and said I didn't, didn't, and that he'd never seen me in his life. What an idiot. (laughs) People are so fucking stupid, I swear to God. It really boggles my mind. Someone tried to drop off their cat at a child care center I work at. Verbal directions to the cat kennel were unsuccessful. We had to walk them outside and point to the building. (laughs) Wow. Once a woman called Home Depot customer service and waited for an hour to speak to someone. When she finally got to me, she spent 15 minutes going on and on about the product that she needed. I figured out in about three minutes into the call but waited for her to be done before I told her she confused us with Office Depot. (laughs) I own and work in an 8x8 drive-up coffee shop where there is literally room for machines and me. A guy came up and tried to sell me buffalo meat in bulk. (laughs) I told him I'm a coffee shop. He insisted that I need to build a kitchen and sell his buffalo burgers. I told him I'm a coffee shop Uh, He then told me that when my kitchen was built, that he would sell me buffalo meat. This dude was then upset when two months later he returned and my shop didn't have a kitchen. Oh my gosh. I again told him I sell coffee. He then proceeded to tell me that he was going to have someone drop off a few square hay bales on my lot for him to pick up later. (laughs) I told him that I'm not a drop-off spot, I'm a drive through If this story sounds dumb and almost unreal, you're just as confused as I was. The shit you hear and see at the service window sometimes is appalling. So what? He thought he would just tell this person that you need to build a kitchen? I guess. And that they were just going to do it? (laughs) I don't know. I told you. Please don't try to understand these. You will not understand. Next one, I was in a church watching a choir sing. A guy walked in halfway through the performance, sat down, and waited for a break. He then walked up to the conductor and asked where to vote. (laughs) What? (laughs) There's a local garage door service company that's quite good. Their Google reviews are all five stars except one one one-star review that reads, This place has the blandest tacos in town. Um. (laughs) Okay. I think they're confused. They are very confused. This one is insane. I had a young woman come into my work late at night asking if we could repair her acrylic nail that had broken off. I'm an ER nurse. Oh my gosh. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I used to work at a bookstore and answered the phone one day. It was a guy asking if we still had that sale on Viagra. (laughs) 
<laughs> Embarrassingly, I I exclaimed Viagra. Then said, um, this is a Barnes and Noble. He didn't even sound embarrassed. Just apologized, <laughs> and that was it. Like he wouldn't know by walking in that it's a Barnes and Noble? No, he called. Oh, he called. Yeah, oh. he called. Okay. Um, uh, it was just odd because I answered the phone with Barnes and Noble. How can I help you? <laughs> it could have been a prank call, but yeah, that's my moment. <laughs> Uh, my last week working retail, I had a customer we had to ask to leave because she was yelling at me for being closed-minded because I didn't want to debate her over whether or not the moon landing was fake. Oh, my gosh. The conversation started with me trying very patiently to explain to her why we didn't sell pots that you could cook your food in without getting hot. What? <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Uh, like, how did she get there? Did she drive? I'm very concerned because what the fuck? I work at a Napa Auto Parts and had someone come in and asked if we sold the blue liquid that comes in porta-potties. <laughs> what? Why would you even think that? Ex- like, exactly what? I used to work at a museum and got a call one day from a woman who wanted to donate her body to science. I was like, that's very kind of you, but we can't do that. We only can accept artifacts that come from certain approved sources. After some back and forth, we realized that she had intended to call the local university and had gotten the wrong number. (laughs) Uh, When a lady handed me a Bath and Body Works gift card for her purchase and I told her we couldn't accept it, She went off about why the hell not, it's money, and blah, blah, and I had to wait for her to wind down before telling her we couldn't accept it because we're in a bed, bath, and beyond. (laughs) She at least had the wherewithal to look sheepish and apologize for the confusion. Well, that's good. Yeah. A lot of them don't even do that. Yeah, they're all so stupid. And my last one, when I was working in a subway located inside a Walmart, we had a whole lot of people come in and try to pay for stuff from Walmart and were appalled that we can't ring it up. One lady literally said, well, every other register is full. It's Black Friday. <laughs> so they think they're going to go to the subway and be able to pay for their Walmart Seriously? purchases? <laughs> what is wrong with people? Just Those because my- she's trying to cut in line? Yeah. Asshole. Those are mine. Okay. This week I did creepy camping stories and i think these are from reddit so they're gonna have weird names okay a few years back og dinosaur an archaeologist was among a group of people (laughs) doing a survey in the middle of the forest the crew had gone home and only og dinosaur and her boss were left to finish up some mapping miles away from the furthest town they made their way out further into the bush about an hour out As soon as they arrived, the entire area felt off. OG Dinosaur and her boss pushed the feeling away in favor of their work. About 15 minutes in, they hear a loud womp sound. Both stopped, thinking the sound must have been their imagination. Then they heard it again. This time it was so loud that they both felt pressure on their bodies and got goosebumps all over. They fled the site as quickly as possible. A decade later, thinking about it still freaks OG Dinosaur out. Yeah, that's creepy. You think it was Bigfoot? I don't know what it was. Creepy. 
The Kiesler and his girlfriend were on a road trip through California when they found a relatively empty campsite. They set up camp, made dinner, and went to bed. In the middle of the night, they were awoken by someone whistling outside their tent to the tune of When the Saints Come Marching In. They laid in utter silence, hoping the singing person would go away, but then the whistling turned to chanting. What? When you sleep here, you disrespect me, and when you disrespect me, you disrespect the U.S. Marines. What? The Reddit user knew they needed to get out. They quietly climbed from their tent into their truck and drove to a motel in the neighboring town. The next morning, they drove back to the campsite to retrieve the belongings they left behind. As they were leaving, they paused at a site adjacent to where they had slept, where a family had been staying. The family told the Kiesler and that the singing had continued for another two to three hours after they'd left, and it was one of the creepiest things they'd ever experienced. Hell yeah, that's creepy. What the hell do the U.S. Marines have to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. It's very weird. Creepy. When Dr. Jim Danger was 18, he and some friends took a road trip to the Apalachicola mm-hmm. National Forest near Tallahassee, Florida. Their goal was to get away from people, so they found themselves driving far into the woods. After they set up camp and had a few drinks, the writer and a friend decided to explore the surrounding forest. They found another trail and started following it. But the further they went, the more apparent it became that someone was living there. Eventually, they came to the campsite of an older man who was living out of his van. His clothes were strung up, coolers were scattered around, and a dog sprawled beside the van. The user and his friend tried to back out without being seen, but the man caught sight of them and called them over. He asked them friendly questions and offered up some places they should check out in the park. After about ten minutes of talking, they returned to their own campsite. The man was a little strange but seemed perfectly harmless. But fast forward two months and the Reddit user's friend calls and tells him to turn on the television. There on screen was the man they met in the woods that night on trial for four murders. Oh my god. That's scary. You never know. Nope. Jackman was camping in the Florida Keys near a quarry and an old dump site. One day, someone showed up at their camp and said they needed to move further from the dump site. He was planning on cleaning up the junk and burning some of the refuse in the area. The user moved, and that night, the men started burning. Both parties went about their business. That night, the peaceful camping trip took a turn. They woke to the sound of scratching outside their tent. When they opened their eyes, they found their tent was covered in hundreds of rats. Ew! They shook off as many as they could before climbing from the tent. The rats had gone, but the writer was too freaked to go back to sleep. Instead, they started a fire and stayed up for the rest of the night. The next night, the Reddit writer fell asleep hesitantly, but thought it would be okay because the man had finished their burning. Yet again, they woke on the second night to their tent covered in rats. They used the same strategy, shaking the tent until the little critters fell off, then starting a fire. But after this, they'd had enough. They packed up their things and headed back for the highway. As they were walking along the road, they came upon the dead body of a giant alligator. Suffice it to say, they had their fill of camping in Florida. Holy shit, yeah. That's gross. (laughs) 
<laughs> Could you imagine waking up to that? No, that'd be actually terrifying. Like, what the fuck? Why? I don't know. Weird. Etsu Ra had just watched an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? about the Jersey Devil when their father took them hunting. While they were deep in the woods waiting for the deer to emerge, the Reddit user caught sight of a little figure on the ground. It looked human, but because they were at a distance and it was dark, they could hardly make it out. Since Etsu Ra was just 12 and it was 3 in the morning, the best they could tell was that the figure was 2 or 3 feet tall. For hours, the writer sat and watched this figure. The longer they watched it, the more they were certain it was the Jersey Devil. It had to be. When the two finally stood to leave, they walked toward the figure, and it was revealed what it really was. A lawn gnome. Oh my gosh. That's funny. I was going to say, if you're 12, not the greatest thing to watch before you go out hunting. No, not at all. Every summer, when Camo Panda went to visit their dad, the two would take trips into the mountains. On one trip, however, their experience left them incredibly uneasy. They were hiking down a steep slope when they saw an old rifle sticking from a tree. It looked like the tree had grown around the barrel many years before. They went to get a closer look and found a small cave. Inside, the two found a handful of aged personal belongings that made it seem as though the cave had once been inhabited. There were three cans of unopened food, a rusted cast iron pot, an old saddle and bridle set, and a deteriorated wool blanket. They unrolled the blanket, and here's where things got really freaky. Inside, they found a shirt with holes and bloodstains crumpled up. The writer's father estimated the gun they found in the tree to have been from the 1870s, meaning whoever had been shot and most likely killed in those woods likely died around that same time. That's creepy. TX and their family were camping on a lake in central Texas. On the first night, they were playing Pictionary by the campfire when they saw a light fly over the lake. For a moment, they didn't think much of it and instead continued the game. Then another went by at the same speed following the exact same trajectory as the first. They were reddish-yellow orbs with no sound coming from them. After about 15 of the orbs went by, a faster, smaller, white one came in behind the rest. Then they were all gone. Not much was said about the event for the rest of the trip, but when they returned home, their mother looked up what the lights could have been. She discovered that people in a town a few miles from where they'd been camping also reported seeing the lights. No one had an explanation for what they were. That one would actually be kind of cool to see, sounds like. Yeah. Didn't hurt them or anything. Mm-hmm. Test pilot Beta went hiking with a friend in the Carolina mountains. They went far off the main trail, so by the time they set up camp, they were miles from any other people. They pitched their tent, ate dinner, and were relaxing around the fire when they first felt it. The sudden feeling of not being alone. After a few seconds, they heard something move in the darkness. The second time they heard it, the sound was louder, and they realized that they realized they had to be more than one thing. Two friends decided their best chance was to try scaring these things away. The user grabbed a handful of large rocks, and their friend took a thick branch from the fire. They both yelled as loudly as they could, then ran into the darkness. The user throwing rocks, the friend swinging his branch. They saw a dozen pairs of eyes staring back at them. 
As their eyes adjusted to the darkness, they realized they had charged a pack of mountain ponies who didn't even look phased when two grown <laughs> men ran and yelled at them. <laughs> what is a mountain pony? I don't know. I think that's why I think they're just wild horses. It sounds adorable. It does. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Why are you swinging us stuff? You know you look stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alex Drops went camping in the Allegheny National Forest with some friends. And one night they were sitting around the fire when someone or something started throwing rocks at their tent from somewhere in the darkness. Initially, they thought it was a group of pranksters from a neighboring camp. When they took a look around the camp, there was no sign of anyone but them. A few hours later, they heard a piercing scream. The two spent the rest of the night unsettled, but never discovered what had happened. Hmm. That was Bigfoot. Yeah, for sure. Kosh Geo was camping in the high Arctic when, late at night, from inside their tent... They heard what sounded like pebbles rolling down the side of a nearby slope. Their first thought was it had to be a polar bear. They got up to look outside the tent and saw nothing. Somewhat confused, but not too worried, they fell back asleep. An hour or so later, they woke up to the sounds of pebbles falling again. After a few nights of this eerie noise, they finally discovered what was going on. When the sunlight hit the frozen side of the slope, it loosened the pebbles that had been solidified by the ice. Then the pebbles would slowly start falling, coming in showers. But then the writer began to worry that the next time they heard pebbles, it would actually be a polar bear, and they would have dismissed the pebbles as a natural phenomenon. Naturally, they didn't get a good night's sleep until they moved camp. Yeah. <laughs> Border Trilogy is no stranger when it comes to camping, but when he, f- he and his wife wandered off the trail while backpacking in Maine, they had a rather strange encounter. They had prepared to be on the trail for 10 days and so far hadn't seen another person since first hitting the trail. The couple had hoped not to see anyone else on their trip, so this was perfect. Normally, they just slept under the stars. One night, because it was drizzling, they set up their little tent and climbed inside for the night. Around sunrise the next morning, he crawled from their tent to see a man standing about 30 feet from them staring. The Reddit user greeted them, But without saying a word, the man turned and disappeared into the woods. The couple were out there for another few days and kept waiting to run into the man again, but never did. That's creepy. Yeah, just to wake up and see someone just staring. Yeah. And then not say a word and just turn around and walk away. Unsettling. I don't know if I'd be able to just be like, hey, how's it going? I, I don't think I would. Creepy, dude. While camping in the Manistee National Forest in northern Michigan, Beer Hunter 420 saw something they'll never be able to forget. That year, they decided to try a new spot on the river that had better access to fishing and kayaking. They were miles from the nearest town, so the odds of running into anyone else were slim. On their first day, they set up their tents and spent the afternoon by the river before returning to camp in the evening. They were sitting around their fire when they noticed another massive fire glowing through the trees about 300 yards away. Then the chanting began. When the Reddit user got a closer look, they realized it was actually a burning cross. Five minutes into the chanting, gunfire started. The Reddit writer 
guessed there were at least 10 different guns going off, followed by yells about white power. What the fuck? Based on the level of noise, they thought there had to have been at least 20 people. They packed up what they could carry and got out of the camp as quickly as they could. That's unsettling. Yeah. That's scary. That's like so many things that we don't think happen anymore and they oh i know so creepy Ugh, what the fuck one macabre cat went camping at a summer program when he was 16 when he went to bed one night the group stayed awake chatting in their tent when they suddenly started to hear heavy breathing nearby he described the noise sounding like someone had just been sprinting and stopped right outside their tent trying to stay calm he ignores it and keeps chatting Then they heard, please help me. Everyone in the tent went silent. They heard the questions again. At this point, they were all freaked out. Then one of the braver kids turned on a flashlight and opened the inner flap to see out. They saw a pair of bare, scabbed, and pale legs standing there. It seemed as though the guy had been walking nude through the woods for a while. The man asked for help again, and the boy who opened the tent told the man to keep walking down the trail and he would find a ranger soon. The man responded, no, 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 no rangers. They keep me here. One of the camp chaperones came out and asked the man a series of questions. The old man didn't answer. Instead, he started sobbing and ran into the woods. What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, I did Glitch in the Matrix stories. Woohoo! My mom has some friends that I've known my whole life. They're her age. Mom was single, so they used to babysit me sometimes. I went over to their apartment for Halloween when I was four, and they took me trick-or-treating around their apartment complex. Fast forward 27 years, I'm married to a girl I met in college who had been born in the same city I was raised in. She moved away when she was less than a year old. She had lived in other parts of our large city and the L.A. area growing up. She heard my mom and I mention these family friends occasionally, but never met them. Wife and I throw a Christmas party to celebrate our new house, and my mom asks if she can invite said friends, so I say, of course. They arrive, and we get to chatting. They ask about my wife's unusual maiden name and if she knew people who have the same first names as her parents. These family friends of ours were her parents' neighbors at the time my wife was born. Literally the only other door on the second floor of the same building, as in they shared a wall. I'm three years, nine months older than my wife. Our family friend's neighbors had an eight-month-old infant when I went trick-or-treating at their house. I met my future wife as an infant out of total happenstance before meeting her again 18 years plus later. (laughs) That's cute. That's when you say it's a small world. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. This has been playing on my mind for years now. I had a very realistic dream about a friend of mine when we were both 19. In that dream, he died, and we were sitting against a brick wall talking, and he was telling me that sometimes our time is up and to make the most of it, and giving me some advice. I woke up the next morning and was freaked out, so I called him and told him about it. He laughed and said that that would suck, but reassured me that he was fine and not going anywhere. Two days later, I call. I get a call from his parents to say he had suddenly died in his sleep. Oh my gosh. The last time I spoke to him was when I called him after my dream. Aw, that's crazy. That's sad. My dog was sick, and the only vet was a two-hour drive from my house into the mountains, so I had to leave him overnight. The vet assured me he would be okay and not to worry. I went home to bed around 4 a.m. 
I woke up and saw my dog at the foot of my bed just staring at me. I jumped out of bed and he was gone. I immediately called the veterinary office. It was a 24-hour vet. When the night shift girl answered, I said, my dog is dead. I just saw him. She asked me what my name was, or the dog's name was. Then she told me that she had checked his kennel 30 minutes ago and he was fine. I asked her to check again. She came back to the phone a few minutes later and said, you're right, he's dead. Oh my gosh. At least he came to visit. He said bye. Aww. Uh, next one, I was born on the same day my grandfather died. I've always been known to be extremely identical to him, even though we have zero biological connection to each other. He's my mom's stepfather. Apparently, when I was younger, about five, my family was talking about him and passed around a picture. I had never seen a picture of him before. I pointed him out and said, oh, I know him. I saw him on the way down. My mom said her heart froze, and while I'm known, like my grandpa, to be clever and sarcastic and mess around, and sincerely don't think that was my intention when I was five. <laughs> no. That's crazy. That's on your way down. Creepy, yeah. The weirdest thing happened earlier. One of my twin boys, 20-month-old, came running to me crying, and I saw his hand covered in blood. I quickly realized he had cut himself in between his pointer and middle finger. It was fairly deep looking, and I called my husband in to help with the cleanup. Due to the size and depth of a cut, I even asked my husband if they could even put a stitch in that area if he were to need one. My husband took our son into the bathroom to run water on his hand and clean him up to see what we were dealing with. To both of our surprise, after we washed his hand, he went to assess the cut that we both clearly had just seen, which bled so much it was all over my son's pajamas, myself, and my husband, the cut was gone. We checked all of his other fingers for like five minutes straight, and not even as much as a paper cut was to be found. We don't know what to make of this. There was clearly a deep cut, and his skin between his fingers was visibly separated, but after he took his hand out from under the water, it was just gone. I had neosporin and gauze ready, but didn't need it either. My son just kept laughing. <laughs> Our oldest son saw the cut as well and even suggested that he may have cut it, oh, what he may have cut it on when they were playing. Not sure what exactly happened. I'm happy the little one isn't hurt, but he was, so I have no idea what happened. That's weird. It is weird. Where'd it go? I want that sink, though, with the healing water. Yeah, really. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Next one, I live over an hour away from my old hometown, so I call my mom every two weeks to discuss the news about everyone that I don't see often. Before summer started, I called her and asked about my sister. She told me her dog, whose name was Honey, had unfortunately passed away. I was really upset about this news, as she was a wonderful sheepdog with so much personality that I really bonded with for many years. I remember shedding tears about it, and after I got off the phone, I told my boyfriend how upset I was to hear the news. I then called my sister, and we reminisced about her dog and talked about where she was burying her, etc., and how her son was really sad. Fast forward to Thanksgiving at my parents' house a couple of weeks ago. My sister and her husband had gone out of state to spend the holidays with her in-laws, so she left her dogs with my parents to watch while they were away. I walk into my parents' house only to find Honey healthy as can be, sitting in a dog bed on my parents' living room. I immediately bristled. I was shocked. I laid on the floor and gave her tons of love and asked my mom why she told me Honey passed away. She had no idea what I was talking about. I was floored, totally in disbelief. 
I took her I took her outside and threw a ball with her for about 30 minutes. When my boyfriend and I were driving home, I mentioned it to him and he was glad I brought it up because he absolutely remembers me discussing it with him. That's weird. That is weird. And what about does her sister remember talking to her? I don't know. She wasn't there. She didn't say. Weird. What the fuck? Next one. My fiance and I were doing some house cleaning today. My fiance opens the front door to toss a small dirty rug outside. I was watching him do this. When he opened the front door, it was completely black outside, even though it was 2 p.m. and our whole entrance area living room it was brightly lit from the sun's rays. Then the outside of the front door lights up instantly, then went dark again, and then finally the light once again came on and stayed like that. It reminded me of when a light bulb flickers just before it's about to burn out. I said to him, did you see that? And he goes, yes, what just happened? There weren't any clouds outside either. I felt like I was in a video game that needed to load the environment and the frames froze for a second. <laughs> what the fuck That's is that? Weird. Okay, you're going to love this one. Okay. So I've experienced two paranormal things in my life and both happened in this bathroom. Oh, no. What is up with bathrooms? First was a clear shadow figure, and this one is what haunts me the most. A while back, I was in our upstairs bathroom just washing my face as I usually do. Our sink is below a mirror that's big enough to see the whole room. I started drying my face on a towel, and I quickly saw through a hole in the towel, but I didn't react fast enough. What I saw was myself behind me. Yeah. That me's back was facing me. Yeah. It wasn't wearing the same clothes I was wearing at the time, but a beige, beige jacket and some pants that I own. It was a very clear figure, and I know exactly what I saw, and it was me. Like I said, I didn't have time to react, so I had already covered my face by the time I realized what I had saw. After that, I got the worst hot flash and felt like I was in a sauna. Scariest thing ever to happen to me. That is weird. That is weird. What the fuck? I would die if I saw something like that. That almost sounds like they're, they were looking at a reflection of, of the past their, or something? I don't know. Weird. All I know is it's creepy and mirrors fucking suck. <laughs> okay, I was trying to get over an ex at the time. My friend Maggie randomly texted me saying, Hey, would you be opposed to going out on a date with Audrey? Audrey is a mutual friend. So I say no. So I try to talk to her, but don't feel any sparks. The next day, I try to ask the group of friends to hang out. There's one girl in the group, and one of my friends, my other friends in the group, text, uh, is saying, dude, stop hitting on Alexandra. Focus on Audrey. And I'm like, ugh. Later that day, I was spaced out at a traffic light, completely sober, when the truck in front of me turns right. I automatically think, Huh, the light must be green, so I go on. I hear some light honking, but I ignore it. I was halfway through the intersection when I realized the light was red, and for some reason I stopped. I heard a car behind me swerve to not hit me, so I keep going and had to stop on the side of the road to process what just happened. This is when things get weird. My friends never mentioned Audrey to me again, and months later she started dating someone else, Jake, so I assume that is why. However, a few months later, I bring up to Maggie about how she tried setting me up with Audrey, but she just stares at me blankly and says, no, we were trying to set her up with Jake. 
I thought she was pulling my chain, but I went back to old text messages and I couldn't find any that mentioned Audrey in the first place, let alone friends trying to set me up with her. The weird thing about this experience is I didn't black out. I was conscious the entire time, so I don't know if I died and switched to another reality, but I know damn well that I wasn't imagining this. Also, Maggie claims she had been having consistent dreams of me dying, and they stopped when this event happened. Hmm. Weird. Next one. This happened to me uh, last year, but it still puzzles me. So during my lunch break, I like to have lunch and then coffee in a restaurant that's about three blocks away from my office. I had just left the office, so I thought I'd have one hour ahead of me to have lunch in peace. It was 12.05 p.m. It usually takes about 10 minutes walking to get to this restaurant, so I had enough time to eat, read, and go back to the office. As I walked, I realized my shoelaces were untied, so I stopped to tie my shoes. I sighed and looked at my clock. It was 12.10. It was a very hot summer day, and I don't know if it was the heat, but I felt a little dizzy and lightheaded, but it was nothing serious, and I didn't have to stop to take a breath or anything like that. I tied my shoes and checked the time again. I couldn't believe it. It was 12.40. I remember saying out loud, no fucking way, in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> I got really mad because now I wouldn't have much time to eat or do anything, and I was confused. There's no way it would take 30 minutes to tie my shoes, even if I tried. I don't know what really happened, and I don't know if the dizziness I felt right before it had anything to do with it. That's weird. That is weird. That, that would piss me off, too. Hell yeah. Be like, damn it, that's in my whole lunch break. I lost like 30 minutes. <laughs> Sucks. Uh, I've tried to tell this story so many times, and to this day I have no rational explanation. It began on a trip to a popular creek many would gather to party at, take a dip, or just hang out with family. The water was privately owned creek and was dark and about knee level for a regular adult, uh, with even children being able to wade most of, most of it without worries. There was a small deep section that was more to the far edges, but I was unaware of this. It was summer vacation when I was about 16 or 17, and I got my group together for a huge party there. After a few hours of us partying and hanging on the shore, a few of us took a dip. and My swimming skills were nothing amazing, but I can at least not sink like cement. I began wading out a bit, and within seconds, I felt my feet completely slide off the edge of the shallower bit into the deep end. I could feel the forward momentum of slipping carrying me forward, so much so that I couldn't even reach the edge of, with my tiptoes. I began to panic and sink. I felt like it was the end, that sure, the surety of death after gulping down nothing more than cold water for what felt like ages. I couldn't get a foothold, much less propel myself in any direction. As I swallowed mouthfuls of liquid, hoping for oxygen, I could feel the darkness of water itself surrounding me as if I was being taken. At that point, I kind of came to terms with death. This is it. I'm gone. At that exact moment, I felt a spark of pure energy. Fuck this. I'm not going to die. Was the only thought then. I made an attempt to flail a bit, and it was useless movement, but I wasn't giving up. Somehow or another, I ended up back completely on the shallower bit, my feet firmly planted on muddy soil that wasn't there a second before. Not on the edge of the shallow bit. I was about four feet away from the deep end. I then saw everyone rushing toward me, my friends swimming frantically. To their eyes, I was in the deep end, but a second ago, about to drown. And the next, I had saved myself before they were even halfway to me. 
Not more than a minute or two had passed, yet it seemed like so much longer to me. There was simply no way I could have moved that distance through me weakly flailing at the limits of my breath. I moved at least six to eight feet total as two dudes in the group swam out to where they saw me, and based on the distance of the slope that ends the shallow bit to the deep end, it was definitely a considerable distance if you aren't swimming. They were all pretty dumbfounded. No one knew what the fuck happened, but we were all just bloody relieved. We've discussed it so many times, yet it still remains a genuine mystery to them, and me especially. Maybe I teleported. Maybe I was saved by some higher being, a guardian angel. All that I'm certain of is that I might have teleported through time and space before that spark of life left me. Okay, it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! Parenting during the holidays is just a mix of threatening to call Santa while simultaneously trying to give your kids the best Christmas ever. That's exactly right. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. (laughs) When they're brats, you don't know what else to do. (laughs) Decided to liven up the scrambled eggs this morning by adding a little spinach. Follow me for more tips on how to ruin an eight-year-old's life. You know, they're probably like, what is this green stuff? Uh-huh. That's what I would say. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you put in my eggs? <laughs> I don't think so. <sighs> As I was scrolling Black Friday toy deals, my six-year-old gasped at the prices and prop- promptly informed me she needed to lose more teeth. That's funny. <laughs> That's cute. My four-year-old pretended she was a hired cleaner yesterday. As she helped me clean, she asked if I had any kids. After telling her about my two-year-old, I asked if she had any of her own. Turns out she has five kids and has been married to a man named Carlin for 30 years. You think you know someone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is good parenting, but we use Taco Bell to get our three-year-old on a more convenient pooping schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if it works. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) Hello. Young kids back in school are so sick right now. Everyone with a preschooler has an entire household of sleepless, viral cough, snot fevers for the past two months without a fucking break. So if you know a parent going through this, be kind and gently hit them with your car. (laughs) No, not gently. (laughs) You make that shit work first time. (laughs) My daughter's still getting to grips with the would you rather game. Today she asked me if I'd like to be eaten by a shark or have lovely dinners every day. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I wonder about that. (laughs) (laughs) Me settling down and getting cozy in my bed to finally lie down and rest after a long day. My unborn baby eyeing my bladder from the inside... (laughs) Shame if someone were to stomp on this right now. (laughs) You know, I saw a video. I think it was a TikTok probably or YouTube, whatever. But um, there was an MRI of a baby like inside of the belly. Mm -hmm. And it was like moving around and you could see it kicking her. And it was crazy looking. (laughs) That'd be cool to see. It was. My toddler is pretending to cook a meal and it involves a lot of screaming and throwing food in a pot. She gets it. (laughs) My five-year-old listens to lullaby versions of classic rock music to relax at bedtime, 
and I'd like to think that one day when he grows up, he'll be in a grocery store, hear a familiar tune playing, and realize that he used to fall asleep listening to Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> my wife inexplicably waited to, waited to the last minute to tell me that my kids have dance class today. So annoying when she does this every week. <laughs> My five-year-old is at school and I'm babysitting her babies. I was looking through the diaper bag she left me and all she packed was a corn and two butterflies. What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> That's great. Do you imagine the little one packing the bag? That's so cute. Oh, you they need corn. corn and butterflies. Is that cute? <laughs> Twelve is a wild age. My daughter will spend 15 minutes getting the part in her hair just right because everyone will notice it and then coordinate an an outing where she and her friends all wear onesie pajamas and roller skates. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Welcome to parenthood. Your kids being too loud makes you crazy, but your kids being too silent makes you scared. Yeah. Very true. And you always that that moment when you realize it's been too quiet. Yeah, and like I haven't heard them. What is happening? Yeah, principal, your child was bitten on the neck today, and we aren't sure who. Me adds garlic to shopping list. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> Five year old mommy, what do you wish for while pooping? Me, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is there a pooping fairy? Are we are we supposed to wish something? <laughs> I'm going to now. <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe we've just been missing out. I think we have. Holy shit. <laughs> Teens be like, Mom, I don't need your help. I know what I'm doing. Five minutes later, are you seriously not going to help me? So, oh my God. <laughs> We heard a loud beep in McDonald's, and my daughter asked if it was their ice cream machine flatlining. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No ice cream for you. (laughs) Wife, we're going to have fun doing this family activity and making memories today. Our kids, the hell we are. (laughs) Took my kids to a hay maze, and they found their way out, so I had to take them home. You win some, you lose some. Four-year-old to the dog. Sorry you can't come to my school with me. You would bark too much and the kids wouldn't be able to hear the teacher. Four-year-old to me. You can't come either, Mama. You talk too much. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Joke my seven-year-old made up. What do you call people who don't like escalators? Escahaters. (laughs) She is now running the social media account. (laughs) That's good. It is. It is. (laughs) Miss Nine is having a Dickinson Dickinsian phase. Other children, what are you doing? Me, my child, throwing hands up dramatically. What are my eyes experiencing? Oh my gosh! (laughs) The babies? Huh? Sorry, that reminds me of the guy that taught their his kid instead of saying like. Hey, look, 
they say, behold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's great. Yeah. The baby has been playing with an empty bottle for 20 minutes as her $200 toy someone gave her remains untouched yet again. Yep. Me. Go back to bed. School was canceled because of icy road conditions. Kids. Then why are you leaving? Me. Work doesn't care if you die. (laughs) Exactly. And this is my last one. My four-year-old woke up crying, and as I comfort her, she screeches, I want a banana! Looks around confused and says, tickle my forehead. And that's parenting all summed up. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) She's obviously half asleep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, subscribe, uh, wherever you listen. You can also email us. We need your stories. Schoolsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. We will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.